Hi guys. So today's episode is featuring my girl, Abby. If you don't know who Abby is, she works for me. She's been with me since I think May. We were talking about the other day. Time has just flown by, but she's my right hand lady. She pretty much will do whatever I want her to do, which is exactly what I put in the job description. When I hired her, I decided to be totally transparent in creating this job description. And, um, and I just wanted to put exactly what I felt I needed. And I knew that that would change daily. And I knew that this person needed to be able to adapt and roll with the punches, go with the flow, but also sort out all the madness that is inside my brain. And I found her She was the first girl that I interviewed and I just had a really, really good feeling about her. And here we are. So I asked her, Hey, like, are you willing to go on the podcast? She said yes. And she freaking crushed it. And I just think that our, um, our banter is really, really fun. And another thing that I think is so cool is I don't know if you guys know this, but my, business name used to be Lash Love Apparel. It's legally is Lash Love Apparel LLC. Fun fact. Then I kind of started incorporating, you know, personal touches and a little bit about me into the branding. And that's kind of where it changed and grew into more of a brand, I would say, than a business. But at that time is when I decided to change the name. And I didn't want to totally confuse people, but I wanted something more personal. And I don't know where I came up with this, but I don't know if you guys know, Dear Abby is a or was a 1950s advice columnist. And she would basically, she's very, very well known, very popular. And I think that her daughter actually took over the column, but people would write in questions and they would ask her everything about relationships, about money, about budgeting, about life, whatever you could think of. They've asked dear Abby is what she was called. And that just kind of, I had a light bulb moment of like, okay, people are always asking me questions in my messages on my posts. It's, and we're talking like we're friends, but I'm also feel like I'm giving, you know, these women, you guys listening advice, um, just as I would a best friend. So I thought, huh, okay, why don't I just put deer with lash love? Because people are always asking, Hey, lash love, you know, where did you get that? Or how do I do this? So that's how I came up with the name. It was inspired by dear Abby and I put deer with lash love. And so it is now dear lash love, but to circle back, Abby, <laughs> Her name is Abby. And so dear Abby, I don't know. It's, I, I like little cool connections like that. And I just think that that's so fun that her name is Abby. And what's even better is her middle name is Jude. And that is my daughter's name. And I did not know this, but when I told her that I was going to be naming her Jude, she said, Oh my gosh, that's my middle name. And I'm pretty positive. I'll have to ask her, but I think she, it was the name came from her grandma and my daughter's name came from my grandma. So just weird coincidences that I love so much, but this podcast is all about me hiring her, what I was looking for, what she does for me, a little bit about mom life because she is the mom to a cute little boy who's, I think he's six months old now. So we dive into that, but I'm really looking forward to recording more episodes with her. I think you guys will really, really, I know you'll love her. You love her on social media. So uh, prepare to hear our very, very monotone voices that, uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> make me laugh when I listen to it because I thought that I had the most monotone voice in the world and I'm pretty sure she has me beat. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome <laughs> to the Dear Lash Love Diaries podcast. <laughs> Insert uh, upbeat song right here. <laughs> so the the podcast editor was like, you need a a song yeah. as your intro outro. And I was like, oh, that's so much pressure. So hopefully I, by the time this is out, like I've come up with something, but I was going song. through, yeah, I was going through all these songs. I'm like, how do you even pick like a vibe Yeah, for your podcast? It's so much pressure. It's going to stick with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are here. It's July 12th. Today was the launch of our SPF first Lashes always. always collection. And I thought that we should get out the mic. And I really, I really wanted Abby to record with me. So when I first hired her, I said, look, I really want to do a podcast. Like that's on my, was it my long-term goals? It wasn't like an immediate thing, right? Yeah. Long-term, I think. Yeah. So I'd kind of explained to her, like, when I hired her, like, I had one before, and I know I have a lot going on, but I really, really want to do the podcast. But so when I decided decided to actually do it, I said, are you willing, (laughs) are you willing to podcast a little? Like, I get that it's not, it's not part of her job description per se, but also when I hired her, I did make it very clear that there wasn't really a specific, there was a specific job description, but basically whoever I hired needed to be willing and open to kind of like roll the punches and do whatever. So I said, are you comfortable with (laughs) podcasting? Like just getting on for a few minutes and you don't need to be my counterpart, but I'm a full service employee. I do it all. (laughs) So luckily she's one, she's not afraid to podcast Two, uh, she's photogenic. So I used her for photo shoots, which is came in such handy. I model, I sweep the floor, I podcast, (laughs) I do it all. But that's basically what I wrote on the Indeed job description, I said, like, you're willing to take out the trash. You might be doing, like, one thing one day, another yeah, thing the next. Yeah, be comfortable on camera. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Okay, I did. I said, like, you know, be comfortable popping in on maybe my Instagram stories or whatever. You're not trying to be, like, the star of the show, or maybe you are, and that's okay, too. Maybe I am. But- <laughs> maybe I'm going to be discovered. This is my moment. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I definitely <laughs> wanted somebody that was not afraid or not, not shy. Yeah. So... Here we are. She agreed to record with me today. This will probably be the last day I'm in my office until I go on quote unquote maternity leave, whatever that looks like, whatever that even means. Does that even exist? I don't, don't know. I don't think it does, but we'll see. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk with Abby just about what's happening, what's going on. So here we are. Yeah. So Abby, what you got maybe you me? should introduce yourself. <laughs> And tell them what, I want to know how you found me, and then I want to know, like, just a little, little background. Oh, sure. I'll give you the whole, my whole thing. So, when I came back from my maternity leave, I was in kind of a weird spot where, like, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep working. I had this new baby. It was still, like, total lockdown COVID times. And so I was just kind of like, okay, I'll work from home, see how it goes, see if I can balance everything at my old job. I just wasn't happy in my old job and 
I don't know. I just needed something new. I needed some flexibility. I wasn't, I just wasn't happy. So I was kind of casually looking for a job and still not sure if I wanted to keep working at all. And I found your crazy Indeed posting. <laughs> and I, I mean, it sounds super cheesy, but I just had this like, I'm going to apply for this. I want to check this out. Like this sounds a little nuts. Like there's so much in this job <laughs> description and it's like a little all over the place. But I mean, I kind of thrive in that environment. I love to do a lot of things. So I put in my application, I interviewed with you, and here we are. You were the first person that replied to it. And I interviewed three people and no four. And truthfully, I don't love interviewing people. I just, it's not my thing. And we just, it wasn't even really an interview. We just like talked about just like the job. I mean, it was so chill and I feel like we just kind of vibed and it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's so funny. I was telling Spencer, I was like, I think I found the person and he's like, okay, but just be careful. <laughs> like it's not always, but for me, I know in my gut when something's like supposed to work out or yeah, I'm supposed to choose this person over that person. Yeah. And the second I met you, I was like, okay, she has my same energy level, which Okay, this can go one or one of two <laughs> ways. Either you meet someone that's has your same vibe, like energy wavelength, and it works, or it doesn't work. Well, I feel like we complement each other well. Like we're we have very similar energy and vibe, like you said, but like you're very creative and I'm very analytical and it just like we're we're similar but so different at the yeah. same time and so we work really well together. So that that's what works is I didn't hire myself because that would have bombed, but her energy was like the perfect level of energy that I needed. And whoever, if you guys are listening that listened to my old podcast, it was always like a running joke that I was very monotone and like not overly excited, but not like, I was just like even keel. Yeah. And so I thought when I was hiring, looking to hire, I'm like, do I need someone that's more like peppy than me or Mm. that's going to come in guns blazing? And so I interviewed you. I interviewed someone else who was completely different than you. Yeah. So it almost like I had asked myself those questions and then found these two people. And I was like, oh, shit. Who do I pick? So different. Do I pick the person do I that I'm naturally comfortable with? Or do I pick the person that kind of makes me feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Who was this person? And she was great. She came in just like high energy. She had all these things that she could offer me. And she like knew a ton about social media. And so when I went home, I was like really struggling with it for a while. Because I'm like, I don't know if I need to go based on comfort or do something different. Yeah. Um, but I will say when I met with you, I liked that you were a mom Yeah. because I felt like, okay, yes, it would be nice to bring in someone who's like 23 and knows like a ton about social media and TikTok and like all these things. Right. But also exhausting Two can't relate to that person. And I wanted somebody that I could hang out with like in the office. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be working with this person, you know, a few days a week or whatever. So when you said you were a mom, that was actually intriguing to me. Cause I'm like, okay, we can share mom tips and I can, we can bounce ideas off of each other or help each other if we need to. So 
that was actually one of the reasons that I hired you is that you were a mom. That's and another service I offer yeah. is mom tips. I'm like, can you breastfeed my child? Perfect. <laughs> I'm a doula. I'm a model. I do it all. <laughs> but I was thinking ahead, like, okay, I want this person to be able to grow with me. And I don't know that I could deal with somebody that's just like young and has no responsibilities and maybe doesn't know what it's like to be a mom. So anyway, that was one of the things that... Yeah, we clicked. For yeah, sure. yeah. I'm just glad it I worked out. I think you out. made the right call. <laughs> I sure hope I did. We'll see. Yet to be determined. I think you're still in probation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how she found me. I put out the job application. You're also local, which I think is huge because yeah. in LA... People apply and they're like, oh, I live in Glendale. I'm like, you're never going to make it to work. I can like, walk to this office. That, it's crazy. And that for me is key too, is like convenience. Am I convenient? Look, nowadays things have changed. So is my location convenient for my employee? Like, do I offer a working from home type of situation? Which I did mm -hmm. because I realized like, okay, a lot of stuff can be done working from home but then yeah. some of it's like there's something to be said for having someone like with you for next sure. to you yeah. physically there but like thinking about hiring I was like I do need to make it convenient for this person and I do want to make it convenient so yeah. that and I, that flexibility I, was a huge draw for me right like I said like I wasn't sure what working as a mom was going to look like especially in this new world where things are changing and you know jobs look different now and so that was a huge draw for me too is that flexibility and it's been huge for me which is great but so when we were talking earlier I was asking you what was I asking you like oh about working you said it was a possibility that you weren't going to go back to work but do you feel like you're the kind of person that's like kind of always will need to dabble a little bit in something yeah so like my plan when I got pregnant was to stop working and just stay home um, with the baby, but I just wasn't happy. I just felt like, you know, I, I lost a part of myself. I'm very ambitious. I'm very work and goal oriented. And so I just kind of, I don't know, I needed something, but I wasn't happy with where I was when I went back from maternity leave. Right. My job was just not, it wasn't a good fit. And so I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, honestly. Yeah. I feel like I, I go back and forth, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be a stay at home mom? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's there's no easy way to do it. There's no easy way to yeah. have a baby and raise a baby and work or not work with the baby. It's all hard. And so you have to kind of just choose your heart and what works best for you. It's different yeah. for everyone. But I think the juggling would be hard. But truthfully, I give stay at home moms like so much credit because. Oh, yeah. That shit is boring. Yeah. Like it is. <laughs> It's, it's hard. Mindless. And it's, so it's mindless. You're also like raising this child. You're tired. You don't get to go to work and like check out. So I can come here and you could come here for like five hours and it's like you this can, is a break you can crack a diet yeah. coke. You can like be on your computer. You can be a human. But then when you go back home, your focus is like, okay, change the diaper, feed, change the diaper, feed, play with the toy say mama dada yeah. <laughs> and so I give moms a ton of credit in general all types of moms but I'm grateful that I have this outlet and I've told my fiance like he would love for me to be a stay-at-home mom yeah that's very sweet it's hard but and it just wasn't 
it wasn't for me. It wasn't yeah. working. So I had to figure something else out. Yeah. So I guess are. it's good that we can both dabble in our creative side. Like I'm always going to need to be doing something, like have my toe in yeah. in something, you know? Totally. I've realized like work has changed a lot for me over the years just because in general well, I'm older. And yeah. so I'm not like a spring chicken like I was before, you know, like I think back and I'm like, oh, my business has changed. It's evolved. But that's because I have too. And I think back to the days where I was single and I worked, I mean, I would work just on this all Mm -hmm. the time. Like, it's not like I partied a ton. I didn't like go out with a ton of friends. So I would just come to the office and work, 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 work until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I loved it so much and it was so addicting, but I'm not at that point anymore. Totally. Like I can't, I can't even be if I wanted to be. That's why when he, when Spencer goes out of town for work, that's when I'm like, yes, okay. That's I when can you like, hunker down and I work. can go back to like 20, 28 year old, 29 year old me yeah. who's like maybe stays up till midnight. Obviously it'll, well, maybe who knows how it'll be with me, but, <laughs> and like I get the creative juices flowing and that's where I can like kind of plan ahead yeah. where I come up with all my ideas and then I go back to normal life. But yeah, Anyhow, so I asked you, like, what the hardest... Oh, I want to ask you what the hardest part about juggling... You have an eight-month-old. Yes, I do. What the hardest part about juggling an eight-month-old is, like, and working is? So I, when I work from home, like, three days out of my week, I'm in the office two days, it's the hardest because, I mean, physically, like, you're juggling working and having a baby and yeah. now he's crawling and he's into stuff and it's very it's a very physical job and so I'm like typing an email with one hand and holding a crying baby with another and that it can be really exhausting it's like being it's like performing a sport for like eight hours a day it's also doesn't seem I know working from home can be a luxury but it seemed probably harder yeah, for sure. I home. mean my days that and I'm no judgment because I'm your boss and I'm sitting here but I'm curious I'm like you can't you can't work as efficiently, right? You just I, can't. I do, but, but I'm I, sure you figured out a system. Yeah, I, I figured out a system and I make it work, but it's so much harder yeah. is, the, is the thing. Like now I can just come in and I can chill and I can do my work and it's all, you know, chill vibes, but it's hard work when yeah. I'm at home. And I still, you know, I get everything done and it's all good, but it's hard. And, you know, some days you wake up and you're just not feeling it. I mean, like I was totally super sick last week and it was just... You know, you wake up some days and you're just not feeling it, but you still have to do it. You have to get it all done. (laughs) She told me she was like, had chills and a fever. And I was like, please just stay home. (laughs) (laughs) I might die if I come into the office, but I'll do it. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's hard work, but it's so worth it. And it's great to be able to like be home with him and experience all that kind of stuff. For sure. What, what do you think that you're most nervous about with, I mean, you have two babies, essentially you have your business and this baby coming. Yeah. What are you most nervous about? I think it's like the last week I was feeling like it was not doomsday, but like I have to get everything ready because this thing is happening to me and it's going to come like, I I, I don't ever think my life is over. Like that's not it at all. No. But for some reason it's like trigger something inside of you that you'll never be able to go to the grocery store and get a Diet Coke if you want it. Like, all these little things. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I went and got dinner by myself and, like, yeah. cleaned the studio and did all these things that I think I did before I had just responsibilities. Just freedom, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just the knowing that 
I will have to be more methodical and like strategic and like efficient with my time and I won't have as much freedom. It will look different, but two, like for anyone who's followed the podcast before, like I've gone through that before because I was in a relationship and and raised like a small child. So part of me is like, I know what I'm doing to an extent. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I've never birthed a child, (laughs) but I know what it's like to have to really multitask and like Mm -hmm. plan out and schedule and like you're picking a kid up and then you've got to do this and you've got two hours to work. So that part doesn't freak me out. It's more so I'm just like, okay. Yeah. It's not all about, you know. All not, it's not all about you anymore. You right. have to think of someone else first. Yeah. But I will reassure you that, like, you know, you can still live your life. And I think that'll – that's one of the fun things is, like, the chaos. We were talking about yeah. before we hit record. is like, the chaos of, oh, shit, I got one hour sleep. And, like, I got to work <laughs> and I got to do this. Like, I kind of have always thrived in chaotic situations. It's so hard, but it's so fun and it's so worth it and – It's just at this point now that he's, you know, a little bit of an older baby, it's just fun to like just go through my normal life with this little best friend who does all these funny things. And you just strap him to you and like you get it done. We just, yeah, we just live our life. I'm I'm more excited than anything. But I think it was just like last week I was like, oh, because I thought I was going into labor like (laughs) two nights ago. It was 1.30 in the morning and I just felt a pain that I hadn't felt before. And so I grabbed my phone and I looked at the time. I was like, okay, do I need to start counting my contractions like what does that even mean I've read all these books and I forget what I'm like what I don't don't even know but so that's what kind of was like just lit a fire under my butt of like okay go to the office get what you need to get done out of the way it's happening get everything organized in the nursery but I'm more excited I'm just like let's do this already what do you think you're most excited about just having my new best friend yeah like truthfully and I think I'm excited, too, because I'm in a good place in my life personally, mm-hmm. and I feel good professionally, but more so personally. So yeah. I feel ready to parent a child, Yeah, and I'm at, like, a great age, and just, I'm just excited to, like, show her everything. Totally. And be yeah. a good role model, like, more than anything. I think that will be really oh, exciting, is, like, nice. yeah. just being a really good mom. Yeah. And I hope that... <laughs> she grows older that she's like my mom is so cool she like she won't for a while I know I know later she will (laughs) but I want to like teach her all the things like I want to teach her all my favorite things and my favorite songs and so I think it'll just be really fun your skincare yeah my skincare routine (laughs) I'm a little nervous about social media like that do you ever have those thoughts of like when your kid is I mean we don't even know what it's gonna look like I know like in high school like you know, they could be doing crazy, like, oh, futuristic. They'll have, gosh, you know, their phones will connect so to their eyeballs or some weird, I don't know. Yeah, but I hope the one thing is that my daughter knows that I'm a constant. Like, my mom's solid. She's a constant. She's not going yeah, anywhere. That's, sure. like, the main thing that I'm, like, focused on. Yeah, so. me too. Anyway, so deep, so emotional know, over here. We're really getting into it. <laughs> okay, so let's just talk about, like, what's been happening. I want you to, because I don't know when I'm going to get you back on this podcast. Like, what do you tell the listeners? Like, how you help me plan out my weeks? I think the biggest thing that I do for you is just keep you organized and get you a plan to get ahead so that things aren't constantly being done in real time. Because I feel like it's so important in any business or anything, really, to be organized. And you have to schedule 
I mean, your whole life, really. And you have to have, you know, a plan for content. You have to have a plan for launches. We have to really, you know, I have to keep you accountable. I think that's the biggest thing that I do for you. Yeah, I think that's huge. It's, well, it's hard in our industry because most of us, and for the longest time, I was solo, meaning Mm -hmm. I was responsible for, and listeners are responsible for everything. It's like getting the clients, keeping the clients, selling them retail, reordering the retail, writing the blog, even if you've never written a blog before, it's all of a sudden you have all these responsibilities on your plate that you never even, like you didn't sign up for them one, and you didn't go to school for that. Most of us, it's like we went to school to play with skincare and to to do facials or lashes. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's really overwhelming. And for a while I did it all by myself until I realized I can't juggle both. And my gut was just pulling me in the direction of the online part. Mostly like my body was hurting too. So that had a lot to do with it. And then there was the pandemic, but it was all kind of at the same time where I was like, Oh, I just like really want to focus on the Mm -hmm. online part. So But then that was a whole other set of, like, responsibilities. Like, okay, now my full-time job is this online business and this marketing and photo shoots and launches. And I know nothing about this. It's all self-taught. So bringing in someone like you is super helpful for business because you – this is what you do for a living. And I'm organized in a different way. Like, and I've learned with Abby, I'm like, okay, I have to just give her – uh, the information in a way that I can yeah. create it or come up with it. And then I let her dissect it. Yeah. You're organized in your brain and then I just bring it all yes. to life. <laughs> so that's been very helpful is instead of like, I remember in the very beginning she had a, uh, this like, what was it? Like a template. Yeah. So she had this spreadsheet that was beautiful. And you just could not. I was looking at it and I was like, this is freaking me out. I cannot figure out this spreadsheet. I can't figure out how to, use it, how to work it, but I love it. And I think it's so great. So then we just figured out, okay, Lorena just needs to write in an email her shit. And then I send it to Abby and then Abby puts it into the template. So that was a huge thing is like knowing how I work, knowing how she works. But I think what the beauty industry doesn't realize is I think a lot of them underestimate, not underestimate. I think they don't realize that they could bring someone in to help them. Yeah, for sure. I think that they you listening, like, take it all on, and you think that you can do it all, and honestly, you you can't do it all. That's, that is the truth. It's impossible. So, there comes a point in your career where you figure out, okay, where do I want to go next? Like, do I still want to focus on my clients full-time? Do I need backup? Where do I need backup? Is it someone that's good at social media, or is it someone that can manage my inventory, or call my clients? Like, somewhere at some point, like you're going to need backup for sure, especially if you're fully booked. So like Abby said, she helps me plan my weeks. I think the biggest thing that we've done that's been so helpful and I've, I had done it over the past year cause I was in lockdown yeah. and doing this full time. is like, okay, I need one day where I just schedule yeah. and plan and think. 
just organize your life, really. Like, we put everything, and I do it personally, into Google Calendar. Like, my whole life is in there. Like, I know in my calendar right now, I have to go home and hard-boil some eggs for my son's lunch. Like, I <laughs> schedule every little thing, I no joke. Yeah. You and have to, though. You like, have to. You, you have yeah. to remember. It's, yeah, the... When you're, when you're so busy and when you're doing it all on your own or even when you're a small operation like we are, mm-hmm. it's even more important to get so organized. And it's like, I mean, it's like any, you know, good habit, like working out or anything. It's so hard to start, but once you do it, it makes your life so much easier and it becomes a habit and you don't even think about it. I mean, now we come in on Mondays and we lay out our week and... You know, and it's like the, that repetition too. So like now I know because I've asked her a few times, like every Monday, I'm like, okay, let's recap last week for you guys. Like recap your week before. I think what I wasn't doing when I was taking clients is I wasn't looking back at what I had done. Yeah. Reflect on what works, what yep. didn't work. All what I was doing was do. I was in the moment. I was just putting lashes on my clients, trying to make that money, get to the next client. There was no thinking ahead. Yeah. And there was no time for that. So you have to make the time. That's one of my biggest things I've been telling my coaching clients is like, you have to set aside time for yourself and the back end of your business or else you're just going to be like grinding gears. And that's how you get burnt out because you're just in your room. You don't know what's happening. You're sweaty. It's dark. (laughs) You come out and you're like, okay, tomorrow I've got another packed day. Yeah. And there's no like downtime. Organization will help you be more strategic and more cohesive in every aspect of your business. And that will really elevate you to the next level, no matter what you're doing. I totally agree. Today is the launch day of the skincare collection. And I was very excited about this because obviously I'm an esthetician first. I believe that part of what I do and like the license I have and like the experience has kind of just been downplayed, I think, because I branded myself around lashes. Mm -hmm. But skincare is my first love. I just felt like in the beginning I needed to niche down. And that's also one of my tips is in the beginning when I first launched my business, I was like making all the Mm t-shirts for everybody. And then I realized it would be really hard for me to market that to so many people. So I niched down to just lashes, hence dear lash love. It's like very specific. But then I felt like, wait, I have all these followers in this community of estheticians. I love skincare. Why am I not like tapping into that. I mean, they go hand in hand, really. They really do. And I felt like I was at a place in my business where everything was organized and very dialed in. And so I felt confident in switching gears. Yeah, totally. So I decided I wanted to do like a skincare lash kind of collaboration. And um, we've been working on this. Well, I've been working on it a little bit before you came in. Yeah, but this is my first collection that I've done with you really from almost start to finish. Yeah, which was very cool. So definitely with this collection, it was planned better. Yeah. All around, you know, I had the idea. Okay, from the idea, I created a mood board. What do I want the t-shirts to look like? What do I want the vibe to be? Right, I made it different from normal branding, but still kind of fit in with the brand and yeah. Different colors. I really thought about, okay, for the photo shoot, are we doing it outside? Are we using sunscreen? I did an ad with Image Skincare, and I used orange juice Uh in it. And then from there, that's when it triggered. Like, I really want to use a bag of oranges. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was a big part of the photo shoot. It was like, we have to have a bag of oranges and the bag (laughs) needs to be this like mesh bag. So my ideas are really specific and like, I'm very particular about the look of the photo shoots, the pictures, all of that. So it was definitely more like more earth tones and just warmer Mm -hmm. colors and more, I would say it's more me than anything I've ever done. Like it's still fun and girly, but of course you guys know I love brown. So we had to (laughs) throw that in there, but it was fun to, it was fun to work on it with Abby because most of the time I'm just sitting here by myself coming up with ideas and then executing them. And it can get really lonely and also it's just boring. Like I'm sure. And just having a second opinion on things. Is, yeah. Yeah. So that was really exciting. And I think something that I also did differently this time is maybe it was just my own natural excitement, but I made sure to try to plug it for the past two weeks, like every single day yeah. in my stories, we which might seem kind lot. of crazy to people. But in my head, I'm like, look, marketing I don't know that Sarah, who's watching my stories today, is watching them tomorrow. So I always want to kind of start the story over on social media and like kind of reshare what I shared the day before, but differently. So that if somebody new is coming in, then they're like, oh, she's launching these new t-shirts. Totally. And I think what's unique about you is that you are your brand. And so that transparency and showing like, behind the scenes and showing your mood board and talking about this is what I've been working on and this is what's launching soon is so essential to your brand. I feel like you are what people are watching for, right? Well, and I think, well, I know that people find that interesting. I know I do. When I'm following someone, I want to know, okay, great. Like (laughs) you launched a collection. Yeah. How did you launch it? Like, I want to know how and why. And most people don't share those things. Totally. Like I've worked for bigger brands mostly and when we would do a launch like this it was just everything was under embargo and then on launch day everything would just go live I mean we had this like plan of attack of all these different marketing channels (laughs) that would go (laughs) yeah but I mean yeah for real like it was it was for real top but that's so that's like two different ways to do it and I guess my way is like once I started becoming more transparent on here I think it just resonates with my audience because my audience they're not just a consumer. They're like looking to figure out how to launch a product. Yeah, maybe or, they're launching their own product and they want right. to see how it how it really works from start to finish and what a day, you know, what a launch day really looks like and, you know, all the little... Plus, I just don't find it interesting. Like, I want to know the nitty gritty. Yeah. I want to know how long it took. Like, or did you just come up with the t-shirt and you just pop it up on your website, <laughs> you know? So that's why I just like to share it. And it's interesting to me. It just, it gives me more to talk about. And we were, we're really excited about it. We wanted so to talk excited. about it. I love it. So when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that is interesting. Most big brands, it's just like... Like, oh, this product is here. There's no, like... Or maybe know. there's, like, a small teaser of, like, coming soon and it's ocean waves. And you're yeah. like, what are they... What, what, right. what is yeah. coming soon? I wanted people to know exactly what they were going to get. <laughs> like, coming soon in two weeks, countdown here, yeah. add it to your social. Like, this is so the shirt different. you can get so they can map it out and they can be ready to go. I was really, really excited about it. And hopefully we can do more. And people have already been asking, like, are you going to do skincare membership and subscription and are you going to do other t-shirts and I think we'll for sure dabble in that you know like I did brow t-shirts seven years ago I think my timeline's always off but (laughs) of course I'll do a brow tee why not you know I love brows so I just want to share 
a few tips we'll wrap it up for someone who's wanting to launch a new product or is like thinking about it or you're trying to push product that you have that maybe is just like not selling that well for sure so definitely number one tip is have a plan in advance know what you what you want to sell how you want to sell it definitely create a mood board i love creating mood boards on pinterest i also love getting like a giant uh i have like that big bulletin board it's like a big sheet of paper yeah that i have and sometimes i'll just get out markers and write out my ideas that way but you definitely want to have all your ducks in a row before you actually launch a product and there is something to be said for hype you know you want the the pictures that you take of the product to be beautiful so thinking about the style the vibe thinking about the time of year that you're launching if I launched skincare teas in the fall, it probably would have been a different vibe than the summer ones. Yeah. I think organization is the most important. And like for things that aren't selling well, like maybe you have, you know, a product that's not doing as well as you'd like it to. I think making it feel new and special is really important. Using new photos, changing things for seasonality, you know, just making things feel fresh will make them feel fresh to your client. Displaying them differently is huge. Sometimes it's all in how you display a product. You oh, could have a great totally. product, but if it's just on a rinky-dink shelf in your room, it might not sell. So yeah. I think how you display it, what kind of shelf you use, maybe what's around it really And that's plays important into it. to think about from the beginning, like when you're thinking about launching a product. Like think about how you're going to display it. Think about the packaging. Think about the whole experience when it arrives in the mail what you know what package is it in like what are you shipping it in yeah yeah that could be a whole other podcast right (laughs) thinking about I mean yeah getting organized thinking about every single detail you know having a a good plan and then good old-fashioned like you always call it what do you call it grassroots grassroots like marketing. sharing it talking yeah. about it you know I talked about this every day in my stories I dm'd people and said like get ready like I really was just I wanted to remind people and get people excited and yeah. I can't expect to launch a collection and just hit live and expect for it to blow up like I still want to do the work and have to do the work yeah and I care about my audience and so I want to get them excited like I did a giveaway that was like hey in celebration of the collection a few of you can win some some goodies but I would say definitely too for the products that maybe feel stale new pictures always always Like we did a spring shoot Mm -hmm. and then we did the summer one and we threw in a couple old designs, but we reshot them and they instantly felt new. Yeah. Just a little zhuzh. So those are our tips. This might be my last day in the office. I, oh my gosh. I think that's wild. I think it is. It has to be. Yeah. You need to go, you need to go lay down. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really glad that I could get Abby on the podcast again. I like keep saying this, but I've recorded a few. I don't know what, when this is going to go live, (laughs) but hopefully when you guys are listening to this, I've already given birth and then that'll be a whole other episode. Uh, I think that's it. Oh my gosh, my first <laughs> podcast experience ever. Yeah, what a, let us know what you guys think. You can obviously DM me. Um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. It's going to be on all major platforms. And then if you're liking it, write a review. I would love it. And that's it. And I'll see you the next time. The next time that I record. When you're a mom. Is. Yeah, I'm going to be a mom. <laughs> what? Here you go. <laughs>